You are the population they want to control. Commentary. Worldwide birth rate per 1,000 people follows a very predictable trend. In developed and or wealthy nations, the birth rate is low and in nations at the lower end of the economic development scale, the birth rate is high. Nothing new there. Many countries, including the United States, have birth rates that either are too low to sustain current population levels or are stable. Since 1970, the population of people born in the U.S. has been stable at below 300 million. In fact, some estimates show a decline in population. All of the population growth in the U.S. during this time period has been due to immigration. That is why the U.S. has grown to 336 million people in 50 years. This trend has only increased in recent years. There were a record 44.8 million immigrants living in the U.S. in 2018, making up 13.7% of the nation's population. This represents a more than fourfold increase since 1960, when 9.7 million immigrants lived in the U.S., accounting for 5.4% of the total U.S. population. For Jill and I growing up in a blue state, we were indoctrinated at an early age by the public school system that having two children was the responsible thing to do to save the planet from overpopulation. That careers were more important than having a large family. That women would find more fulfillment in an education and career, as opposed to staying at home. That women should defer motherhood until college and a career were firm established. That this was the responsible path to take. Today, young women receive the same messaging from our government, our school systems, and mainstream corporate media. This messaging by the U.S. government is still as strident as when I was in my youth 50 to 60 years ago. The truth is that United Nations Agenda 2030 asserts that migration is a human right. What this means in practicality is that persons born in countries with high birth rates have a right to migrate into wealthy countries with low birth rates. To begin migration is not a human right. Property laws and nation-states exist for a reason. To assert otherwise is to assert that there is a one-world government which is in control of migration. Another usurpation of authority by the UN and the World Economic Forum. This nation's rules and regulations, our very constitution do not apply to non-citizens. This is by design. Let's abide by our constitution and bill or rights, not UN agreements such as Agenda 2030, which was signed by a US president and never ratified by the Senate. Our country has done a fine job of convincing the American populace that large family size hurts families and individuals in aggregate. We were told that the reward of that, for better or worse, would be a stabilized population over time and preservation of the American way of life, environment, cultural heritage, and associated economic opportunities for U.S. citizens. And yet still they persist. This week, Kamala Harris specifically stated that a reduced population was key to children being able to breath and drink clean water. This is not the first time she has asserted this false narrative. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breath clean air and drink clean water. Kamala Harris Yet, the Biden border crisis grows ever more urgent and the rate of illegal immigration continues to surge. 
It is a no-brainer to think that an option to reduce population might be as simple as reducing immigration, if that was their true intent. The truth is that the United States has a vibrant and amazing culture. A heritage built on independence, free speech, shared values, and strong work ethic. This heritage can easily be diluted by too much immigration. Just look what is happening France right now. Open migration policies have worked to cause a vast instability within the nation. France literally can no longer integrate so many people, with such different sets of cultural norms into their core national culture. This is not progress. Under globalism, the heterogeneous cultures throughout the world are being weaponized as a way to destroy diversity. A path towards enabling a single, globalized government controlled by the UN and the WEF. Which is precisely what open borders, the immigration policies of the UN, and even Kamala Harris's statements seem to be working towards. It is time to end this nonsense and get back to a closed and orderly immigration system. There are over 8 billion people in the world. The United States cannot take all those that wish to immigrate. To think otherwise is foolish. America has to be an independent and free nation. We need to rely on Americans for our goods and services. A strong economy is one that meets its own needs internally. Whereby goods, services, medical care, and energy are produced domestically. A strong nation doesn't need to import low-wage earners to do its dirty work. The bizarre directive of reducing the naturally born population while importing new immigrants serves no functional purpose except to further globalize the United States. By accepting large numbers of immigrants while reducing our own American population, we further regress as a nation, and we will continue to accelerate economic devastation of both middle-class and urban poor citizens. A new world order where migration is a right, borders are open, and the UN controls the ebb and flow of populations is seeding American nationalism and will destroy the American experiment in self-governance. Our government needs to stay out of the business of enforcing population measures. Which brings me to the mRNA genetic shots. People worry that the mRNA jabs have some sequence or component, such as the lipid nanoparticle or genetic code, which are causing sterility. And that these were intentionally designed to cause a decrease in fertility worldwide. This is not a completely unrealistic fear. For years, there have been rumors of abortion vaccines and anti-fertility vaccines being developed in India and Africa. With evidence being presented for and against these rumors. But we do know for sure that China used forced sterilizations and forced abortions on its own citizens. Now China worries that their population levels are crumbling rapidly. Government controls on family choices are immoral. The idea of a vaccine to control population is repugnant. Which brings me to a newly published Nature paper that shows that using adeno-associated viral vector techniques, cats can be permanently sterilized. In this essay, I don't want to get into the science behind this, but I do want to discuss the ethics of developing gene therapy techniques that rely on viral vectors for sterilization. To begin with, such a fertility gene therapy technique using adeno-associated virus gene therapy vectors could be accidentally or purposefully modified to be infectious. 
This requires a recombination event of another related adenovirus, which could be a wild type. Once that happens, the viral vector could be replication-competent, ergo-infectious. Although AAV gene therapy vectors are not a full replicating virus. The truth is that in a research setting, using the full virus to create infectious products is relatively simple. It could be as simple as missing a purification step or a recombination event. If such a product were to escape or be released into the general cat population, it would be a disaster. If such a vector had a rescue event in an injected animal, it could literally create a new virus. What happens if it were to infect on other feline species, such as cheetahs, big cats, cougars or bobcats? There is a scenario whereby it could decimate the population of an endangered species or all the cats. Furthermore, there is a possibility that such a virus could jump species even into humans. Adeno-associated viruses are respiratory viruses, so can spread easily. What happens then? Not to mention, we already know that NGOs and governments are willing to consider reducing population via vaccination or forced sterilization. Who is to say whether an organization, perhaps even one with the best of intentions in mind, would be willing to go there? After what we have experienced over the past three years, I would consider it in the realm of possibility. Kamala Harris, Bill Gates, and the WEF and UN all have made their positions crystal clear. Population reduction is imperative. There must be more regulatory controls on biological research for both animals and humans. But in the meantime, we have to consider that the government doesn't really care about population control. You can know them by their actions, not their words. Their words endorse low birth rate as a pathway to population stabilization, but their actions enable rampant population growth due to immigration. The data indicate that what they really are striving for is a new world order, whereby the UN becomes the dominant force of the world, with nation-states nestled under their organizational structure. One in which out-migration combined with regional population control via government-enabled birth control is designed to augment that process of enabling populations born in economically disadvantaged regions to gain control of more economically advanced nations and infrastructure, while destroying the cultures and politico-slash-economic structures, which have historically enabled the economic development of these more advanced regions. Originally published on the author's substack, reposted from the Brownstone Institute.